0: inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word now here's david with reflections from the heart
1: welcome everyone to another session of reflections from the heart my name is david abel today i'm joined by tom deangelis tom fertile and rob longo welcome one and all Thank you. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. But before we break open the bread of life, Tom, the angelist, do you mind just inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts to sure. help us see how the Lord wants to lead us and guide us today?
2: I'd love to. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with us as we break open the word from your son especially this week, that we can be open to being part of your part of your kingdom, part of your, the true vine, um, part of your word, and that the word can live in us and grow in us, that we can be pruned, that we can be open to the gifts that you bring into our lives, that we can be open to your spirit. We ask you to be with us as we break open this word, and also with all those people who may be listening to us, that they may be touched, that your spirit may flow through us and through our words uh, to touch them. and be active in their life and be fruitful, bear fruit. So we ask this in the name of your son Jesus. Amen. Amen. In, the, in the name in the of the Father and the, the Son and the son, Holy
1: Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Rob, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today?
3: Here we go. Again it's from the Gospel of John chapter 15 verses 1 through 8. Jesus said to his disciples, "I am the true vine and my Father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit and every one that does, he prunes." so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me, as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me, and I in him, will bear much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire and they will be burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ.
1: You know, it's getting interesting when Jesus starts this gospel out. It's, I am the true vine. All Christians everywhere in the world are connected to that one vine. It's like the Great Commission. We're commissioned, joined with the mission of Christ in the salvation of souls, bringing his love present in the world, his mercy, his compassion. When we realize that, that we're grafted into the one true vine, and then it's God the Father that does the work in the growth in us. And again, for me, you know, without, Jesus says, without him, we can't do anything. So we realize that everything, all the fruit we bear, everything we do is done in, with, and through Jesus Christ. Wow. It's like putting on that ox yoke with the Lord Jesus Christ. The burden's not hard. It's him that's doing the work, you know, and we don't want to take the glory for it. We don't want to take the honor for it. We don't want to take the praise for it because it says again here that by this, my father, will be glorified. All honor, all glory, all praise goes to the Father through everything we do every day. And anything we don't, that doesn't bring God glory and honor, we need to let God prune it out. We need to disconnect it from us because it's robbing and stealing that ability to bear the the, the fruit that lasts for eternity. Uh, Hey, was time. I, was, I was just going to share
3: uh, something that you and I experienced uh, talking to Tom Fertle. And since we have a couple times here, so Tom Fertle and I uh, had an opportunity this past week to serve at a retreat for juniors in high school. So one day it was all girls. The next day it was all the guys. And on the the, the day with the guys, we showed a clip from the skit guys. And I never heard of these guys. And he's, he's, the, the skit was amazing. The guy kind of throws out a prayer. And then this other person shows up and says, Hi. Who are you? I'm God. It's like, didn't you call me? And, and and the whole thing is about the chisel. So God had a hammer and a chisel, and He talks about like chiseling away, pruning. Another way, you know, right. word for pruning, chiseling away what doesn't belong. And uh, and the guy keeps saying like oh okay like, as soon as guys about to start he like kind of filibusters a little bit right he's, he's talking he's like are you gonna talking and let me chisel right and then at the end what do you say
4: control chisel like right can you can you, you pick up on sure, that do you want do you want the chisel or do you want the control yeah, yeah because the thing when we want control we don't want those parts of our lives chiseled away we want to be in control you know and we, we want to hold on to those things and that's what really struck me um, you know was you know he said something along the lines of you know what's that you know some things we we know we should chisel out of of our lives—it's it's obvious, you know—we have that that bad habit or whatever. But you know, God, the God person, the person playing God said, you know, what's that thing that you keep in the dark? Mm. What's that thing that you keep secret that you know you need to get rid of, but you but you but you hold on to it? And that really hit me, like in my life, you know, as I try to be faithful and and kind of you know you 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 know you, you you consider yourself you know a faithful person, but what's that thing that I'm holding on to a little bit or going? Oh, that's not a big deal, God. God's okay with that, like, and that really struck me. You know, that's some of the most painful chiseling. Like, will you let the chisel go there? Will you give everything back? Will you let everything that's not of God, what you're saying earlier, David, you know, be pruned? You know, that's that's powerful stuff. That line, I am the true vine. And again, we've heard this scripture a million times. That's the first time the word true vine really stuck in my head. If I'm the true vine, what does that mean? It means that there's false vines you know and so where where else do i give my allegiance where else do i give my effort my energy what else am i you know wh- what else am i letting in my life because we all need to have some source of well-being and some source of acceptance and some source of love and some source that gives us peace and comfort and of course that's only comes through Jesus from the father but we attach ourselves to how many other vines and what are those vines in our lives that that we look for you know especially talking to young people as we did that we that we connect with think, oh, that's going to bring me peace. That's going to bring me happiness, you know? And so what am I connected to? What needs to be pruned away? And that image of, and it was painful, right, Rob? I mean, they, when he would chisel the guy, oh, the guy would go, oh, you know, but it's true. It's a, we are works in process. And sometimes that can be very painful. So uh, for everyone listening, I mean, what are those things that need to be chiseled away? Identifying them as the first part, but then offering it up, letting it go. That's the hard part. So the question for me today is, what am I going to control? What am I going to let God chisel away? That's uh,
1: good stuff. Well, that's an interesting catch, Tom, because if you've ever seen a grapevine in the forest, they grow everywhere. They climb Mm -hmm. up trees. They tangle each other. They become these tangled masses. And do you know how much fruit they produce? None. So there are vines we attach ourselves to Mm -hmm. that are not healthy for us. They don't allow us to produce the fruit of God. And the fruit of God is love, works of love. In In the Gospel of James, you know, it's faith without works and works without faith. They're both dead. You can't work your way into heaven, and you can't say, oh, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and so I'm good to go. No, no, no. The devil believes <laughs> that the Lord is God. Do you know what I mean? He believes in Jesus Christ, right. but he's not going to heaven. So for me, it's it's all this faith and works. but It's a call to action. When we say our yes, So, and, I, and it's quite interesting, too, because when a grapevine is in a vineyard— and then we read about that story in the Bible, and it's the father's vineyard, and he prunes that which is not healthy for us off, that's when we produce the good fruit. That's when we produce the fruit that lasts for eternity, those works of love. You know, I think the the
2: thinking about the pruning... Uh, And this came up in an earlier gospel reflection as we were talking about this. Jesus gives us a pretty good indication of what the pruning is, you know, because he says to the apostles, you are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. And one of the things that somebody brought up that I thought was really insightful was, you know, when you spend time with the word of God, it's not just ink on a page. It's a person. And over time, it will have an effect on you. It will change you in such a way. And it will do those. It will chisel those things away. It will prune those things away and we don't have to do anything except let God do what he's doing so when those insights come to us when we're in the word of God and I know from praying the office a lot of times I'll be reading a psalm and a, and, a, and there's a dilemma I'm wrestling with and the answer will be right there in the psalm and it, all I can do is just look up and say thank you you know because I I needed that and so you go through that like the pruning happens the, perfect, the the you know the per, the little perfections that happen over a period of time and dealing with those not only sins but also those imperfections that keep us from the Lord. that's all part of being being in the word and then f- further down he says, you will bear fruit if you remain in my word. <laughs> so so the pruning is is getting connected to the word. the pruning happens when we're when we're in the word and then the bearing fruit happens when we stay in the word. you know if we remain in the word, if we go in and out of the word, you know we drop the word for a couple of weeks, month, two months then we don't bear fruit you know. Because it's all the pruning and none of the fruit bearing, none of the growing that happens. So, I think those are those are good insights from earlier in the week, from you know, from breaking open the scriptures. So.
1: You you know, there's a lot of big words in the Bible, but the most the biggest word in the Bible, I think, is if. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of times where <laughs> if is used if. because why? <laughs> because of all created creatures, God gave us the gift of free will. He doesn't force us to to love Him. Yeah. If, you
2: in if, if you remain, if
1: if you remain. You know, mm-hmm. and it says, "Well, well, how do I how do I do that? Well, obey my, my my commandments." Elsewhere in the Scripture, Jesus tells us that. So again, if we take in the Word, but fail to let the Word do that purgation process press, process in us to purge out of us that which is not of Christ, then it's it's just hollow. It does nothing. Mm-hmm. But but again, for me, it's a journey we're all on, of purgation and perfection purging from us anything that is not of Christ and perfecting anything that is.
4: It's awesome. And we get impatient. I mean, we're, you know, we 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 live in a world of, you know, instant everything. You know, I want food, I got the microwave, I mean, whatever it is, you know, I could drive through and get a coffee. I mean, we want now. And so, you know, Tommy talk about, you know, reading scripture and said, so, well, I, I read my Bible yesterday, like... My, my life didn't change, you know, and we, because we don't. You've got to trust the process. You know, someone's trying to lose weight. You know, well, I, you know, I skipped dessert yesterday. I should drop ten pounds. Well, no, it's a process. You know, skip dessert all the time. You know, so we have to trust. We have to trust that process. We have to trust that it there is a that it that it takes some time. It's it's a gradual process. We definitely can have you know very powerful conversion experiences as well. But in general, that, that 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 pruning and that whittling away and that chiseling away is a process. And as we draw closer to the word and stay in the word. Then the things start to fall away. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, and and, and on, on the other side, most of our moral sliding doesn't happen overnight either, right? It's 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 a slow, gradual process. You know, most people don't wake up one day and I'm you know I'm heavy into sin. It's that gradual, enticing slope that the enemy uses. So just just another step, just another step, just another step. Next thing you know, wow, I'm I'm in I'm in the mire, you know, and I become mm-hmm. a slave. So on the other side, it it, it 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 takes a process, and there's gonna be we're gonna fall along the way. We're gonna take. We're gonna take. We're gonna. We're gonna make mistakes, but that's okay. Because again, God thought about that. You know, we have the sacraments. We have confession, right? Get back up. Remain in me. Get back up. You're gonna fail, but I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna guide you. So trust the process. Trust the gifts, the sacramental life that God gave us um, to, to to be our vehicle for that for that sanctification and that and that uh, purgation.
3: Just like Jesus uses uh, stories from what the people are used to. Hearing about, Dave, you and I were talking uh, this week about a part of, uh, of your property that you said there was just full of just brambles and just a lot of junk. Uh, and I asked you, I said, did it, was it a gradual process? You know, I mean, Once it was cleared, do they come back? What do you, you know? So wanted to share, like, like what's the, the parallel between that process that you went through and how does it maintain and, and what we're talking about here?
1: Yeah, we had to go through and weed out all the weeds, cut back all the bramble, prune all that which was good, and then replant the native trees. And now the area is beautiful. But just like Jesus says, remain in me, you know, as I remain in you, you know, it says, if you remain in me, if we let that property go and we didn't constantly give it care, mulching it, mowing it, it would go back to what it once was of brambles and briars and and weeds and thickets and just you couldn't even enjoy it. You couldn't see its beauty. It would go back within probably about a five-year period. Mm.
3: And in and, and that skate guy video, Tom, you remember the, the, the one guy who was not the God part uh, said, "Well, can I just kind of hang here? <laughs> can <laughs> I just be like on you know a neutral holding pattern?" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he said, "No, you're either you're either going towards me or you're falling away." Yeah right so uh you know that remaining is is action uh and the and the and the, the campus minister his closing prayer was uh you know guys we have to take some action you know we want jesus to steer but we got to put the we got to put our foot on the on the gas like you know we got we have to we have to take some action um so it was very a very simple way to end it but for the guys it was a visual um yeah so we have to Take action in our in our spiritual life to to grow closer to our Lord, to 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 get into the Word, to go to Mass, to go to confession, to to reach out, to love and serve others. You know, I think the first or no, maybe the second reading this coming Sunday says, you know, put your put your love into action. Like don't 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 just love in word and in speech, but love in deed and in truth. Right. So if we just say, "I love you," "I love you," "I love these people," I love and we don't do anything. I mean, is that really love? You know, and, and, and the word
1: that we'll hear on Sunday, it says, put our love in action. But I thought if you're a Catholic, you're good to go. If you're a Christian, you're good to go. Once you're saved, you're always saved, right? <laughs> well, I don't think so. It says it right here. And this is Jesus speaking. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch that doesn't bear fruit, which is up in the upper upper sentence, and wither. And people will gather them and throw them into a fire, and they will be burned. You see, our free will choice is a daily choice every day. Jesus said, if you want to be my disciples, because down here at the end, it ends, become my disciples. You know, If you want to be Jesus' disciple, you have to do three things. Number one, deny yourself. It's not about you. Me, myself, and I is the cycle of death. Pick up your cross. My buddy said, "Don't just pick it up. Dave, embrace it. It's through the cross that you'll be perfected in the image and likeness of Christ." And I went, "Oh my goodness!" Because you know what? Those prunings, those cutting outs, those uh, sections that are missing—they hurt. But it's okay. It's for our edification. It's for our good. So, and then then it's follow me. Follow Jesus. Don't lead Jesus. Follow Jesus. You know, I have a friend who's a priest. He says, Dave, you know, I know your mantra is crawl, walk, run. He said, mine's run, splat, run, splat. He, he said, I'm trying to get it, but I always want to run ahead of the Lord. But you see, it's when we follow the Lord, the Lord will take us where he wants to. For me, it's about opening, letting the door, doors and windows be opened by the Lord. Because I broke so many of his doors and so many of his windows. He has to keep making new doors and new windows. So again, wait on the Lord. Let him lead you every day because at the end of those three Criteria to be Jesus' disciple, there's a key word, daily. It's a daily choice. You know, how many times do we say, oh, I just go to Mass on a Sunday and I drive by the daily Masses because I really don't need them. Really? Jesus is there inviting you, not forcing you. Come be with me. Come sit with me. Come receive me. Come be one with me. And are we really saying, you know what? I just don't have the time. I'm just too busy. And I know I have days like that. And then I regret it. Then I'm like, oh, my goodness. I didn't get my spiritual food today. I didn't, mm. I didn't have the time mm. of communion. I tried to fit God in my schedule. and <laughs> He got left out.
3: Yeah.
1: So build your schedule around God and your time with him. I think it's a first commandment, put God first. I think, it, <laughs> Heard that before. I, think I had something like it, really yeah.
3: that. And, yeah. uh, and what, what are we excited about? You know, what, what are we passionate about? What are we convinced about? You know, Just the other day, at, um, at one of the churches in our town, we have, we have three Catholic churches really, really close together. One of them has a 5.30 evening mass. And word got out around town that Joel Embiid, the center for the Sixers, was at that mass with a couple of the assistant coaches. And I mean, you should have seen the people flocking to the church for Joel Embiid, right? People that were in mass calling their friends, like there's just one guy who was a freshman in college, I know him, and his buddies, you know, came to see this professional basketball player. So are we as excited to say, hey guys, I just encountered the the living God. He's, he's, He's in me right now. Are we that excited where people are gonna run to experience what we're so excited about, right? And, uh, and, you know, it's just I think it's an awesome witness because uh, uh, Joel and the priest who was the chaplain for Villanova basketball was a presiding priest, so he was, you know, with the national championship uh, team for, uh, for men's college basketball, a couple of assistants, a couple other folks, they said, can we just have some privacy? And a buddy of mine is a youth minister. And he said, "Oh, sure." So after everybody went out, he locked the doors, and the group of them stayed in and prayed, twenty minutes, just prayed, just in, just quiet, just prayer time, praising and worshiping our Lord. And uh, you know what a witness! So for my son, who's a you know fanatic about basketball, you know the conversation is, "What was you know he Joel didn't run out to to go somewhere. He stayed and he prayed, right? He was at mass, uh, you know that so." You know, so I thank uh, I thank him for 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 being there and for uh, loving our Lord so much that he made time to find a mass to go to at night. You know, maybe he was traveling during the day. I don't know how he ended up there, but um, but he was there. But but the, but the thing that I keep reflecting about is how can I be as excited? Because I called. mean, you know, we went to mass earlier, so I called my mom because I was I was somewhere else. I said mom, get you know get Robbie over there and you know, I'll meet you there. So we ended up meeting him and getting a picture with him. But am I as excited because Jesus Christ is there yeah. at every mass in every church around the world? yeah, I was just I was thinking that. and you,
2: when you said that at the beginning, Rob, the thought that came to mind, because I just heard this scripture earlier in the week, uh, I think it was on a CD or something, is, you know, this here's somebody famous that's here. and And you know, remember that passage where Jesus said, "And there's a greater than Jonah here and and you're missing it. You know, like there's a there's a sixer there, and so everybody's flocking there. But every week there's a greater than than a sixer there, yeah. and people just you know and and was there, which is why he was there. Mm. You know, so it's just uh, you know just remaining in the in the vine. You know, remain remaining connected is is the important thing.
3: And that's a good point, Tom. Because who attracted this professional basketball player? Yeah, to Mass. Jesus. Jesus, right. Yeah, so he wasn't great, there. A, a greater he, than him. Yes. That's he wasn't right. there, you know, yeah. watching some superstar. I mean, right. worldly superstar. He was there for Jesus Christ, the superstar.
1: Yeah. Right. And there's a real powerful sentence that Jesus says, if you remain in me, there's a big word, if. And my words remain in you. Two things. Ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. Do you believe that? I do, but you see, it's a daily choice because when you truly remain in the Lord and His words remain in you, Jesus Christ's number one desire of His heart was to do the will of the Father. That's it, to do the will of the Father. So, when your heart's desire is to do the will of the Father, then you do like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, I love Jesus because he has three times, just in case the father didn't hear him quite right the first time. You know, it's a father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will be done, but your will be done. So when you're praying, the father says, you know what? If you're in line with my will, if it's healthy for you, if it's good for you, and that desire was put in your heart by me, you betcha. Because Scripture elsewhere says, you know, if, if earthly fathers give good gifts, what do you think the heavenly Father wants to do to his precious sons and his precious daughters? But for me, it's this docility of the Spirit. It's crying out every day like, like David did in the Psalms. Create in me, O Lord, a new heart. That heart with a number one desire to do your will, Father. And then get that communion with the Father, that common union with His will be done in my life. Always knock, seek, and ask, but just as Jesus did
4: three times, but surrendered. Not my will be done, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I'm not speaking for anybody else, but for myself, I know, you know, I like the second half of that sentence, you know, ask for whatever you want, <laughs> it'll be done for you. Like, wait a minute, there's a first part there, you know, and, but it's true in, in our, in our, in our, in our life of faith, we do miss that part, you know, because we, you know, most of us, you know, trying to live our faith, we have no problem with the asking, but we forget about that part, you know, or, or are we asking within the context of staying within, you know, in, in God's word, uh, when I would talk to, you know, like, you know, parents and, and, and young people about, like, we talked to juniors the other day, and, you of course, juniors are looking at colleges, and I use that as a classic example. I said the kids will apply for college, and, and they and their parents will be praying, "Oh God, please let them get into you know wherever fill in the fill in the college." Um, but how many? I said, "How many of you have stopped to ask for God's guidance in selecting that college? Where does your future lie? Where should you be going?" So mm-hmm. we skip to the. God, give me what I want, and not you know, without inviting Him to the to be the first part of discerning where should I be going, what should I be studying. You know, we like we like the second part. Grant me what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you very much. And that's what you're saying, David. Is it, it no? The, the first part of staying within God is you know, give me the direction. You know, where where do you see me? Where is the fullest uh, the fullest experience of life that you have laid out for me? Because it's better than I can think of it on my own. But, but we don't skip that part because again, we opt for the control over the chisel. The chisel says, God, you know, you tell me the direction of my life, you know, my vocation, where does it rest? Where, what, what direction should I be heading? Uh, and then then I'll accept that and and, and follow. But uh, we like the control part where we just ask for what we want. So a challenge for all of us.
1: And I really like the litmus tests that the Lord gave me for discerning the will of the Father. And that litmus test is this. If I'm in communion, common union with the will of the Father, if I'm hearing the guidance and the promptings of the Holy Spirit, then I will be experiencing His gifts, peace, joy, love, patience, kindness, gentleness. I want, and when I experience those, because those can't be bought, they can't be achieved in the world, then I believe in my heart of hearts, I'm following the will of the Father. But when I'm nervous, anxious, fearful, Uh, More than likely, I'm heading towards that splat.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think, too, at the end of this passage, I noticed uh, where Jesus talks about being in my word and bearing fruit. He does say that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. I always thought it was interesting that he puts in that order, that we must bear fruit first and then we become as disciples. My Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. So in the bearing the fruit, we don't become as disciples and then bear fruit. We bear fruit first, and then we demonstrate that we become a disciple. We're a disciplined person. We're a person that follows his discipline.
4: They'll know you. They'll know you're my followers by your love for one another, right? right? The love comes first, right? Yeah, and
1: that's an everyday journey for us. And that fruit that we bear is the fruit of love: feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, giving shelter to those without, visiting those in prison. I mean, you know, that's the key: is works of love, and those works of love are accomplished by Jesus in us with us, and through us. And God wants to create a bountiful harvest, which is why, guess what? We need cutback. We need pruned. We We need his help. Because without him, Jesus says right here, without me, you can do nothing. God bless each and every one of you. Let's give our surrender and our all in. God bless.
0: Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you have been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org. or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, A Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.